Listeners, welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your ghost, Rob, and joined, as always, by my best good friends, Joe and Duff. Fellas, I'm free as a bird. We, uh, we're talking about minutes 89 through 92 of Forrest Gump. This segment starts out with a lie and ends with a friendly hello. Hi, guys. You like that? Mm-hmm. Getting a little uh, more metaphorical. Yes, but uh, for our listeners, in a way that makes sense, it starts with uh, uh, Forrest at Bubba's grave, and it ends with the appearance of Lieutenant Dan. Um, guys, this lie he's talking about when he's at uh, – Bubba's uh, Bubba's gravestone. It was about how he had did the ad about the Flexo Light ping pong paddle. He's not lying to Bubba. He's telling no. him about the lie. That's right. That got him all the money. Um. So yeah, it's Forrest is at Bubba's grave, and guys, he's getting into the shrimping business. It's gonna get a boat. Got a boat. Getting all the nets, the gas, the fuel, everything he needs. He's ready to start shrimping, and you know, as made famous by the song. Shrimping ain't easy. <laughs> How many? He doesn't days quite ago say. He you... doesn't say that, but I was waiting for him to say it. <laughs> How many days ago did you think of that and had to uh, sit on it? It was earlier today. I came up with it when I was watching the minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "Shrimping ain't easy." They got it. There's got to be shrimping ain't easy shirts. Like if you go oh, to yeah. work, like it has to. It's, be. And he invents that in a deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you know if Bubba Gump doesn't sell those, they should. I like seeing Forrest on the shrimping boat. It's my favorite Forrest. Uh, yeah, it's. Do you guys ever feel a call to the sea? Does that seem attractive to you? Just having living on a boat like that, being uh, working I, alone or with a partner, and just just living off of the sea's bounty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I I one. I mean, I probably one of the top five games that i've ever put hours into is sea of thieves and the whole thing is you're just on a boat either by yourself or with a couple other people the game that romanticizes piracy yes yes uh but the same idea like i i mean that's uh that's just without all the work and sun uh i i have kind of a a dissonance going on because on the one hand as i've talked about uh terrified of being on the ocean and not being able to see land Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that aspect, but I think the idea of a houseboat is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I, I would, uh, I would live on the Mississippi, like, you know, like Tom Sawyer days. Like I would just have my houseboat and go, go <laughs> Duffelberry Finn. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, <sighs> what I'm saying is no sea monster attacks in the Mississippi. I kind of look at like I like boats. I have um I have an aunt and uncle who have a boat. Like that's really fun to go out on, like a big boat, like on like uh and and it's really enjoyable, but I kind of look at boats, dogs and swimming pools to be in the same category where I don't <laughs> want one, but I want friends that have them. <laughs> hmm. Um so like I would love if one of you guys got a boat and we could go boating on it, but I don't want a boat the the big joke that everyone says about a boat is uh the two best days of owning the boat are the day you buy it and sell it yeah uh my my aunt and uncle have one my aunt always says that uh b-o-a-t stands for bring on another thousand <laughs> would, you, would you like to hear uh an offensive joke 
Uh, sure, I think. Uh, what do boats and wives have in common? Uh, what? Something about semen. Uh, they're easy to get, but impossible to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Rob's dad's book right there. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah it's not. <laughs> It's not a good joke, but it's, it's, I mean like that's, but that's the thing I've heard about anyone who has like, not like a fishing boat, but like, you know, a big boat. Joe, I mean, you, you, you've got a, you've got a pontoon boat you get to use from time to time. Like, you know, I can't imagine anything worse than owning a boat. (laughs) It sounds terrible, especially in our part of the country where you have to like take it out of the water. Yeah. Like almost half of the year. You got to scrape off the zebra mussels too. Uh, watch well, out for those invasive species. Yeah, it depends on which lake you're on, but and you gotta like repaint them and you repaint the bottom every few years too because that's important. Like yeah, it's a nightmare. But there is something like un- stunningly pleasant about being on a boat with your family and friends. I don't know yeah. what it is. But... Uh, my wife's uncle, um, they have a house up in Bemidji, Minnesota, which is uh... that is the most Minnesota town name I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Kind of how like do you nor- spell that? Uh, B-E-M-I-D-J-I. Yes. That is where, how you can you give me, where is that oriented to the Twin Cities? Uh, if you drive about three hours northwest of the Twin Cities, it's kind of on the way to Fargo. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's there's nothing there. Like, there's Bemidji County. It's up by the Red, Red Lake Reservation, I believe. But Carrie has uh, an aunt and uncle who live up in Bemidji and they have um, they have a, a very nice house that's actually on Lake Bemidji and they have a dock. So Is they, it Bemidji or Bemidji? Bemidji. Okay. Um, so they have they have the best of both worlds. They have the boat but they have their own dock so they don't yeah. have to deal with all this transportation of the boat. But you whatnot. still got to pull it out in the winter. I mean you have to take it out like once a year but it's not like he- like here like in the Twin Cities so many people I know have boats I'm like that sounds like a nightmare to like get it around and store it. And... See you got to be friends with those people so you can go on their boats with them Duff. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Friends with boats. Um, boats and hoes. This is like I said shrimping ain't easy gets off to a rough start here for Forrest. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't and ca- Doesn't net a lot. Huh? Nope, he does not. Um, <laughs> and some old dude tells him that it's bad luck to have to not have a name for a boat. Do you guys? Is this a thing you knew about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, it was new to me. Uh, so I got into some boating myths and superstitions. <laughs> oh yeah, there's give a lot of I, them, man. Give me, there give are. Me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through these and i just want you to tell me if you agree or disagree with it like if this would be a rule you would follow on so your these boat. are these are all true superstitions yes okay yep. no whistling allowed uh that's that is true in general no whistling allowed. <laughs> okay I'm, I'm with you on that i have i have a co-worker who whistles and no just don't <laughs> yeah i i, I can't I enjoy whistle. doing it alone can you do it when you're by yourself uh yeah, that's well I don't know because the the uh, the concern is that you are whistling up a storm, so you're going to get the storm is going to hit because you're whistling. It's going to bring mm. the bad weather. So, like well, the worst pe- shipmates would be the seven dwarfs. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I should never, I should never go sailing with Andrew Bird, is what you're saying. Yep. <laughs> Can yep. you imagine those seven dwarfs? 
You're like, put the sails up, and then they start whistling, and you start yelling at them, stop it. <laughs> oh, no. They're like, well, this is what we do. We whistle while we work. Do you want us to put the sails up or not? If you had to choose between having seven deadbeats who refuse to work or having seven great helpers, but they were going to whistle on your boat. I'm taking those dwarves. You... I'm taking those dwarves. You're going to risk whip whistling up a storm? Yeah, because we'll be able to survive it. They got some of the best deck hands you could have. I mean, those dwarves, like, in a pinch, they'll they'll have your back. They'll run yeah. an old lady off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I, not all seven of them are good workers, though. Dopey's not. Uh, Dopey tries hard, but yeah, he's useless. Yeah. It's, it wouldn't doesn't sleep. Future sleep podcaster. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have a bunch more on here. Um, right. This one, this one's the most uh, Forrest Gump related. No bananas on board. <laughs> hmm. Since what's we the, all know, well, how did they ship bananas up then? Um, I don't know. It just that they were bad luck to bring aboard a ship. Why? What's the? Do you know the background of that? How did United Fruit get all their fruit to the U.S.? Uh, apparently, it's this. This happened in the 1700s when many trading ships disappeared while sailing between the Caribbean and Spain. Come on! So people thought it was because of the bananas. They blamed the bananas. Was it because there were just peels lying around and everyone slipped and hurt their head or something? Like yeah, a, like a <laughs> like a Looney Tunes bit. So we we agree. We're yeah. letting bananas on our boat. Well, yeah. it says okay. I'm reading here that bananas give off ethylene gas, which can cause other fruits to ripen and spoil more quickly. Mm, so that must okay. be why at the grocery store the bananas get their own little shelf. Mm, I don't gotta, know if that's true, so but much. you gotta have fruit, otherwise you're gonna get scurvy. You can't get, yeah, that's true. I mean, I like a good banana though. Uh, like all right, too. A, a plus tube food. Here's a uh, here's here's uh, one. No women on board, guys. Is this, is this a uh, yeah, bros that's... being dudes? Joe, is that your boat? <laughs> dudes, <laughs> dudes rock. <laughs> But broads rock the boat. <laughs> are there, is that a real thing? No, I just made. It are up. there are there boat bumper stickers? Because I want that as a boat bumper sticker. <laughs> Dude's rock, but broads rock the boat. Uh, the fact did I just come up broads. with a Forrest Gump shirt? You you just came up with like a a trucker hat slogan right there. <laughs> That's have, a lot of words for a trucker we, hat. We have no shirts for Forrest Gump minute, but now we have shrimpin' ain't easy. <laughs> It dudes rock, broads rock the boat. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm deeply proud of thinking of that. Just that now. was that was amazing. I mean, that sounds like that sounds like something that would make many millions of dollars in merchandise. So here's 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 the uh, the rub here on this no women on board thing. As I read more into it, <laughs> a lot um, of rubbing I'm sure there, took place because of that. Is it a distraction? <laughs> well, it's because it was bad luck. This all this stuff is bad luck, but. Ironically, it says naked women were believed to calm the sea rather than agitate it. Oh, that's why they're on the the, the figureheads. Yeah, oh, mastheads, so, right? No, not masthead. No, mast figureheads. That's what they're called. Yes, figureheads. Trust me, oh. I play a lot of Sea of Thieves. <laughs> no, I don't mean. I I believe you. I just didn't know. So, but then naked women would be good to have for the voyage. Yeah, because which I, how convenient, I, how convenient. Yep. <laughs> which I think sheds a whole new light on the Minnesota Viking sex boat. Yeah, <laughs> they were just They're redeemed. Trying. They've been absolutely <laughs> redeemed. I mean, Free the Vikings. Lake Minnetonka is generally a calm water body. So, uh, um, here's another one: avoid redheads. Well, 
We're still talking about, not, we're talking about women, not like fish or something? Nope, just, well, people. Men can have red hair, too. Jessica Chastain has tried to board 10 different cruises as been rebuffed. <laughs> yeah, this... Uh, this one, who would do the worst of this one? I think we know the answer. Watch your mouth. Some mm. words uh, that are yeah. believed to bring bad luck, like drown, or good luck, and goodbye. So when they is this like naval superstition or just boating in general? You know what? I just Googled something, Duff. <laughs> <laughs> and I came across a website that has to be correct because it's FormulaBoats.com. <laughs> FormulaBoats.com. Formula? Like Formula One? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, okay, now we get back to what we were talking about here. Never rename a ship. So, so, whatever, so if you buy a used boat, you have to You're supposed keep, to keep the name. Keep now, whatever. that I know is true. You're supposed to keep that name. Okay, continuing on here. We got uh, uh, don't sail on Fridays. I'm not following that rule. Fridays seem like the best day to go sailing. That seems like a wonderful happy hour uh, little cruise. So yep. you can't. does that mean you can't start or you just can't be on the water at all? Um, hmm. I think, that, I think you just, wait, How is it phrased again? Don't sail on Fridays. That means, I think yeah, just, I don't depart. Yep. I, I mean, I just think you do. Yeah. You can yeah. pontoon. You can pontoon. Just don't sail. So, so just kick that weekend off early and start on Thursday. Yep. That's yeah. why That's why that Thirsty Thursday started. So take your boat out on Thursday, then leave it in the middle of the lake <laughs> overnight. And jet ski to and, it. Yep. Then jet ski to it the next day. You're fine. Uh, don't travel with a Jonah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> hmm. um, what if it's Jonah Hill? He seems like a cool guy. What is the history of that? Does <sighs> there... You can't say of- don't sail with Jonah and then be frustrated that we don't want to <laughs> yeah. know the meaning behind something so bizarre. It's a it's a biblical prophet. Oh, Jonah, Jonah. and the whale. Jonah and the whale. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, uh, I'm on board. All right. Don't shoot the albatross, which is from a poem. Okay. Uh, this one I agree on. I think we can all agree on. Take care of the ship's cat. Yeah. yeah. They tend um, to be able to take care of themselves. But, and they're yeah. great on a boat because they kill rodents, which is yep. wonderful. Um, mm, this one none of us have followed yet. Get some tattoos. Uh, and if it keeps us safe on our first cruise, I'll I'll get one. Here's a few other ones. I'm, I'm just going to quickly go through these because there's not a whole lot of um, information on them. Spit and pour wine before a journey. Don't waste the wine. Spit and pour. Yeah. I thought you were supposed to break a bottle of champagne over the boat. Or is that just for? I guess maybe that's an. A, that's a when you Chris. That's pour. when you christen a new boat. That's when you name it. Yeah. Um, step aboard with your right foot. All right. Flat-footed people are bad luck. That's true. <laughs> just in general. Just in general. Do you have flat feet? No, I've got very that's, high arches. That's the only thing not wrong with your feet. <laughs> so, so actually, having really high arches is bad too. But so yeah. desk cops can't go on a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, sharks. Oh, this is a good one. Sharks are signs of death. Yep, makes sense. Well, that's see. Yeah. Sh- sharks get a bad rap. <laughs> well, I know we have a listener who agrees with you a lot on this. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, friend of the show, Bridget is a big is. Uh, oh yeah, all- yeah, Bridget. Yeah, she's right. Sharks are by and large harmless and and wonderful creatures. Well, they're well, they're signs of death though, Joe. And also, flowers are bad omens. That's fine. This, I don't need this one we can all sign off on. Any, I don't need any flowers on my dude boat. What are they talking about? <laughs> this one we can all sign off on. Clergy are not welcome on board. That's yeah. fine. 
If I'm gonna um, be at, if I'm gonna be out on a boat with my bros, I don't want some collared priest bringing us down. <laughs> Ringing bells were bad luck. Well, how are you supposed to know what time it is? We don't need to have a bell ring. That's what they do in Master and Commander. Yeah, oh, people. Well, look how people, that turned out. People on naval, <laughs> they win. People well, on naval ships are always ringing bells. Rabbits and salmon were bad omens. Uh, as, both of those things taste good. I was That's gonna say like eating them or having rabbits as pets on board. I, listen, I don't know, Duff. This these ones these ones are quick hitters. All right. <laughs> A child born at sea was good luck. Really? And but then how could that be? Because women are bad luck. Well. So the only way broads get on board is you better be pregnant so then the baby cancels it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The baby cancellation rule. And uh, Anchor this, babies. New meaning. <laughs> God. Uh, no personal grooming while sailing. Ooh. Sounds so, good. Yep. So that's I mean, all I'm living that right now in the quarantine lifestyle. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Uh, so find out more information at formulaboats.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get a 50-fold increase in web, web yeah, traffic. Yeah. Their server's going to crash. Getting that Midnight Boys bump. Um, speaking of bump, let's check on Jenny. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, <laughs> it looks like, personally, th- there's an argument to be made with just a couple of tweaks. She's having a great time. I was going to well, say, uh, so we cut over to Boogie Nights now. Yes, yeah, the yeah, set of Boogie like, Nights. If if she just had like a little bit more of a stable Monday through Friday lifestyle, or maybe Sunday <laughs> through Thursday lifestyle, it just looks like she's having a good time to me. She's I in mean, Studio Fifty Four, when they doing out- cocaine, which in movies isn't bad for you, and uh, it seems like fun to me. Uh, she just needs better friends. The real problem for Jenny is that David Crosby goes overboard with the drugs there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do. Well, I know. So you can't. No needles, guys. He. They have a little bit of everything there. They have needles. They have coke. Like they get so so strung out that like Jenny just gets up and ruins those four lines of coke that they put out. Yeah, so I don't know they, what she's doing there. I do like the idea that like there's there's like uh, interviews with uh, some lost interviews of Jenny who kind of doesn't like how she's portrayed in this movie and she's just like I was just a recreational drug user I was working 9 to 5 as a paralegal during this time hey she went to the club she blew off steam and again like Jenny's just hanging out with dudes who can't pace themselves and pass out that's Jenny's problem every Friday night she ends up in Studio 54 they get that VIP booth, and then her six friends all pass out in the booth because they yep. can't handle their drugs. Yep. The I'd be tragic thing too. is all she wants to do on Fridays is go sailing, and they won't let her on the boat. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else is she supposed to do? She's got to stay on dry land. All, all the dudes are like, sorry, Jenny, we're going going on a boat. Can't yep. come. Can't can't do it. We got a little booze cruise up the Hudson, so <laughs> guess you better guess you better find the dorks that aren't cool enough to get invited. Uh, you- Duff, I know we have some songs here. Do you want to tell us about the first one? Yeah, we got uh, Get Down Tonight, Casey and the Sunshine Band from yeah. their uh, self-titled album. Uh, this is a huge hit, number one in a lot of countries, but hit number one in the U.S. in 1975. I have mixed uh, feelings about this song. I don't he, like it. Uh, this I, is... I generally don't, but I feel like if I only heard it like once a year and had only heard it once a year for my whole life, 
It's got it's a bit of a jam. I feel like if I heard it for the first time in 1975, I'd be like, "This song's awesome." But now it's just every wedding, and like, there's so many commercials. And yeah, yeah, it's it, it's, totally it's just been overplayed, you know. But yeah. but I think we have to try our best, anyways, to try to just look at the song's pure essence. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good song. Um, I I found uh, an article talking about this. Uh, side note: uh, There's a writer. Um, Oh, shoot, uh, Tom Brian. He writes for Stereo Gum, and he's literally like writing an article on every number one hit ever. And he's right now up to like the ever, fifth, ever. Like he's done. When did they start tracking that? Uh, I know you don't know the answer. Like approximately, like mid fifties, like mid to early fifties. Wow. So he's up. He's been doing it for like two years, and he's up to the early eighties now. Must be such a relief for him when he looks and he's like, "Oh, this was number one for three months in a row." Thank yeah. God. <laughs> so. But I looked up the one f- talking about uh, Get Down Tonight, and he had uh, he summed it up pretty well, so I'm just, this is pretty short, but I'll read what he says. He says, in a lot of ways, Get Down Tonight is a brutally simple song. The ecstatic chorus is also the song's entire message. Casey, and Casey in the sense, this is an aside, Casey, there's a guy named Casey, and they just called the band KC in the Sunshine Band. Um, okay. So he says, okay. Casey is talking to a girl at a club, inviting her to do all the things that we like to do. But there aren't that many things that he likes to do. He wants to dance, he wants to F, and he wants to get down, which presumably encompasses both dancing and effing. That's mm. it. He really pine. He really pounds the point home too. If pounds I'm ca- it. If I'm counting it upright, Casey repeats the phrase "get down" no less than forty-eight times in the oh, three minutes God. of the single. <laughs> he really wants you to get down tonight. This. Uh, I this mean, is a horny song, is what he's saying. This is not the first time any of us has said this, but this is like an, another example. This entire segment we're talking about with the music, it's like Zemeckis and the producer spent about 30 seconds deciding what songs to do on each part. Uh, both of the songs from this episode, uh, I would say, are they're, yeah, like, the what? case. Let's just do that. That they're, works. They're big believers in the first idea is the best idea. <laughs> yes. Why don't we just have the idea that says what's happening? Yeah, let's yeah. do that song. Um, so let's let's. They they, you... they couldn't find a song uh, called "I'm Struggling to uh, Find Shrimp While I'm on a Boat," <laughs> so that's why there's no song for that part. Little do they know they could have used our theme song. <laughs> yes, they could. Our shrimping song. There's no song called "My Cokehead Boyfriend Passed Out and I'm Sad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. You know, she's she uh she's she's on back. Speaking of that, Duff, she's hanging out in the bed and uh, looks like uh, Crosby's looks like down for the count. Crosby's down. Looks like some heroin might have been uh, injected. More, more than looks like. You <laughs> see him set the needle down. Yeah. And uh, Jenny goes that outside. Table, that table is a pharmacy. <laughs> so that that that's one thing in like movies that really freaks me out. Like needle drugs, I've uh, kind of t- intense aversion to like i i can barely watch yeah i'm yeah, with you it, uh, it drives me crazy like, needles oh. needles are no good Here's and like the, getting shots doesn't bug me at all but like it's the i idea, don't look at it it's the idea of doing a needle yourself like i don't uh, trust just, myself to do basic tasks yet alone put a needle into myself <laughs> just ugh. yeah i can barely do eye drops <laughs> when jenny goes outside and she appears to be suicidal i realize that as a kid I don't think I understood the full effect of the scene. And um, 
I just thought was it was she, it too subtle? <laughs> well, I think it might have been. I I think like I was like, oh, she's being reckless and and she's just trying to get a better look at the the <laughs> street. The, I mean, like the San it, Fernando Street. I mean, like there's a weird way to read this. She go she goes outside, right, and she's looking out over the balcony. She climbs up on the table, up to the top of the balcony. She holds on. She's looking around, right? And then something scares her off. She slips. A ghost. She slips, yeah. And then she uh, sits down, and she looks up into the sky, and what does she see? A full moon. And I mean, that's a reading. Uh, (laughs) So... Uh, I don't think I understood this as a kid. I think I just thought like, oh, well, she uh, drugs are bad, and they make you do bad decisions, and she wasn't thinking to try to get a better view, and then almost fell and realized. So she was just kind of grandstanding and then got freaked out by the moon? Yeah, or maybe she saw a, a, a ghost uh, or a werewolf would yeah. make more sense. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, I'm about to turn. I'm about to turn. <laughs> I'm on drugs. I'm seeing werewolves. But I think she's I think she's suicidal, guys. As an adult, that's I, how I, I think read she's it. unhappy. <laughs> yes, I think she is. Unhappy. I don't. I don't. It, suicidal is a strong. I think she's like suicidal curious. She's having ideation. She's yeah. She's just like uh, I'm standing here. I'm not going to jump, but I also don't care if I fall. Mm-hmm. And then she slips, and she's like, "Oh, I'm never mind. That would suck." Yeah. She's had a lot of drugs, and yeah, thoughts that maybe you wouldn't follow up on are now being seen through mm-hmm. um duff what's the song that plays never heard it <laughs> yeah, no one has uh we got free bird every good song good song gotta be in the mood for it though it's, yeah uh, i rarely i rarely am in the mood for this song well it's, I'm it's being honest so the thing is like i don't think anyone ever puts on free bird but if like you're at a bar or something and it comes on everyone's instantly into it it, it absolutely rips. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously Leonard Skinnerd from their debut album, and the title of this album is pronounced Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> their debut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, released as a single in 1974. Uh, hit number 23. Pretty impressive for an eight-minute song, nine-minute song, where five Ten. Five minutes Ten. of it are a... Uh, or nine minutes, yeah, you're right. Five minutes are a guitar solo, a dual guitar solo. It's awesome. Yeah, the song Shreds. Uh, also famously covered by My Morning Jacket in the much-loved hit Elizabeth Town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this song is too long, guys. That's no. My, no. I'm just uh, telling you my opinion. The first too half. Long. The first half, maybe. Hmm. But you need that. Like, it, it's foreplay. Yeah. Long time. Um, so I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. So yeah, I, I'm saying like, you know, I, it's pretty rare that I'm like, I'll oh, bring up Freebird, but it just ever so often there'll be an instance where Freebird comes on. It's like hell yeah. The thing about Leonard Skinner is that they're good, right? I've I've said this before. I think yeah. they would be much more respected if they'd all just died in that plane crash. They would be hailed. They'd be hailed as legends. You'd have those first like I don't know two three albums that have awesome stuff on it but then they just became like a rotating cast of slobs for 30 years <laughs> i'll admit to not being a leonard skinner uh scholar but from what i know they like i know they wrote that um song about uh 
Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and uh, they kind of defended the South, but they they from what again I'm not a scholar, but from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is they weren't like racist hick idiots, despite their Confederate flag imagery, which is unfortunate. Yeah, like, I, can't, I think I'm, that they. But I, I, from my understanding, is that they, they themselves were actually like not, not like reactionary Southern racists at all. But I, I again, I, I, I don't know. I, fe- I think that's sure. right. I don't know a ton about them. I remember I watched their Behind the Music like a zillion years ago. But I do feel like in the beginning, like they were kind of the people that like the old guard looked down on. They were like these long-haired country rockers. And yeah. so they were kind of like almost in that kind of outlaw country scene with Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and all those guys. So like, there's yeah. a lot of mutual respect between them and Neil Young, actually. Yeah, like they like they were, you know, they were kind of rocking the boat and, you know, they kind of like they got a lot of guff from like Nashville and the institution. And then, yeah, it's funny that they ended up turning into this just kind of like really conservative, you know, going through the motions like kind of MAGA people now. But I mean, the Confederate flag imagery was before the plane crashed, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's most. I'm not not excusing it. I'm not excusing it. I'm just, I'm I'm saying like, but but there's a lot of people, especially back in the 70s that had had no idea, like that it just, the idea like, oh, that that's. I mean, Tom Tom Petty even used Confederate flag imagery for a while. And like he came out like thirty years later and talked about how that was wrong, but I mean, again, it's not an excuse, but it was. No, yeah, we're not excusing it. It's just, especially if you're actually from the South, it's more. It was more common. I'm not saying it was right, but it was much more common. Um, There's dumb young guys that didn't know, didn't fully grasp the weight of the evil of that. Yeah, and and again, I'm not making. I guess I am making excuses for it, but I, and I shouldn't. I don't mean to be, but like it's just. It's a difficult thing to navigate, which is something. Anytime you look back, I think to a lot of like rock music, especially southern rock, it's a difficult uh, mm-hmm. sea to to paddle through, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, but it's. I mean, like Joe said, it's kind of interesting that these guys started off being a lot more counterculture, and then as time went on just morphed into kind of the old guard and now they're just kind of the stodgy like state fair act and i don't know if they're even touring anymore but i mean yeah just talking about that first i think it's like the first two albums or three albums before they had their little air adventure um it's amazing how many great musicians died of plane crashes when you think about how rare plane crashes don't don't fly a plane um number one don't go in a single engine plane that, yeah, that seems to be just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you're famous, uh, especially don't go into something. Could collection. you fill a whole music festival with just musicians who died in plane crashes? Well, the performers wouldn't show up. <laughs> you, that, they'd, they, all, they'd all be okay, forced. That actually it was funny, and I did laugh. I'm sorry. But. They'd all be forced ghosts. <laughs> yeah, no, we did the hologram. The hologram but, 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 you, uh, but do you see what I mean, though? It's like, it's so many. There's, yeah, well, you for sure could. I mean, the, yeah, Buddy Holly... Richie Valens and a Big Bopper. Otis Redding, Otis right? Redding. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, John Denver. John Denver. Uh, who's, why can't I, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He died in a plane yep. crash. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, you you could. Did Patsy Klein die, or I she think died? she did. I think she did die. I know she got into a car wreck, which messed her face up. But then I think she also got into a plane crash later God. and died. <laughs> She's like, I better just start flying now. It's safer. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim Croce would be the other guy. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Who my wife's um, a big fan of. Uh, Leroy Brown, right? Yeah, this is quite the festival. Yep. Bummer fest. <laughs> Stillwater almost. That's true. <laughs> Just plain music is what we're going to call it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last tidbit about uh, Freebird. Freebird is the traditional closer for U.S. air guitar competitions. Where, oh, God. Where competitors... You have to watch... Each person do that whole song. Competitors, judges, and spectators are encouraged to go on stage and perform air guitar. Well, I hope oh, they all okay. do it at the same time. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I think it's all... F- fewer things sadder. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a little thing for a while, wasn't it? Yeah. I wonder if people are still doing that. Oh, I'm sure it's gone back to being like a little fringe thing, but for a while it, it was kind of main Not mainstream, but more famous than I mean, it, it was... We know of it, and I'm guessing most people listening to this know of it. So that yeah. just kind of shows. Um, back to Forrest, guys. He's on the he's on the Jenny, his newly named boat. This is sees, my favorite part of the movie. I okay. I was actually going to say, and he sees an old friend. And I was going to. I had this note too, Joe. Is this the be- movie's like best sequence? Because how happy Forrest is to see Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, tickled. I mean, uh, I'm I'm the noted. Dudes rock uh, co-host and just seeing your friends, just what a wonderful happy moment. And I got this. It's just so great. He's so happy. Now, what happens after this sequence is over is stupid and undermines the whole thing. We'll wait for that. Till but we'll uh, talk, but we'll yeah, talk about it doesn't that next happen time. in this sequence. For for now, all we get is him just overjoyed with like the most delightful wave, and the way it's revealed is so wonderful. Where he just goes by this pier, and you just see Lieutenant Dan in his wheelchair giving the peace sign. It's uh, it uh, for a movie that's full of saccharine nonsense. Like I, I can't resist this one. Yeah, this yeah, one this gets me. It's a great moment. Because it's because because it's the eve of redemption, right? You see, like obviously, the only way he would have showed up is Lieutenant Dan has decided he he likes, I'm going to make something of my life. I'm going to fulfill a promise, and he like it shows that he likes Forrest after all. That he's mm-hmm. he is well, a heart, we, heart of gold. Something we confirm something we already knew, but yeah, yeah. After he threw uh, that woman <laughs> off yeah. himself, Long Legs Lenore, yeah. Long Leg Lenore. No, I think Long Leg Lenore was with. Uh, Oh, Cunning Carla? Cunning yeah. Carla, I think he threw off. <laughs> well, do you guys have anything else about this segment of Forrest Gump? I just want, I just, I just don't think there would be any better sleep. This is the last thing I'll say. The best sleep in the world has got to be on the Jenny in that hammock underneath the stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it was the sleep that uh, David Crosby is going through right <laughs> now. I, he, he's going to have a deep, dreamless sleep there. Yeah. All right, guys. Are we ready to wrap this up? Yeah. I am. I am. Um, <laughs> listeners, you can go to uh, Forrest Gump Minute. We are a for, uh, Gump Minute on Twitter and Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Box of Chocolates. We have a Patreon you can go to at patreon.com slash Midnight Boys. 
the Midnight Boys. Um, and uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever the hell you're using to listen to this. Tell your friends. Let's thing we don't ask much. Tell your friends about this excellent content. Happy the days while I'm ending the nest Till once more they ride high out to sea